0: hello and welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we're here to discuss another episode of the bear on hulu brigade is written once again by christopher store and directed by joanna callo i gave this episode a 9.5 out of 10 i really enjoyed it our synopsis for the episode reads as follows. Carmi attends Al-Anon. I was like, what is that? And then I realized it was Alcoholic Anonymous. And I'm so used to seeing it as AA and not that particular shorthand that I didn't recognize it. While Carmi is attending AA, Sydney is trying to gain the respect of the staff and going through it. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you'd like to send feedback for The Bear or any other show that I'm doing, blackercouch at gmail.com. We begin once again with Carmi, who walks to the beach before going to an AA meeting and listens to a woman talk about her husband's addiction, concluding with nothing changes until one's thinking, chemistry, and foundation does. She used to think herself a victim, but now she blames herself for her part in her husband's abuse. However, she is committed to keeping herself clean on her side of the street and removing herself from any situation that can become toxic transition to carmy's day job (laughs) while i myself have not struggled with addiction i certainly have multiple family members very close family members unfortunately that do struggle and seeing the the brother of a family member that struggled with alcohol addiction needing as much help getting to the next step in their life I think is a as a new kind of twist on who is the true victim in a situation. And even if you're not really the perpetrator, how you can feel as if you are not facilitating, but enabling some of the behaviors that happen in your life. And I think that applies for a lot of things, right? Toxic relationships don't mean just substance abuse. It means any type of toxic personality people who just don't support you who are too insecure to support you or want to take or minimize your your accomplishments uh, those are very dangerous people to have in your life because all they're trying to do is hold you back instead of helping you step forward or simply cheering you on Sydney and Richie continue to butt heads over his need to be loud and offensive and her desire for him to Fire orders properly. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Also, really find it just taking a few steps backwards. Once again, the idea of being in a codependent, toxic relationship one is that going to be explored further in the series with any other additional characters. And secondly, is that the relationship that Carmi had with his brother? because we haven't really gotten much of that interaction or know what that interaction was like clearly they do not speak to the mother or carmy doesn't speak to his mother because we haven't even seen him at least he returns his sister's calls or listens to her voicemail he flat out refused to go anywhere near his mother in the first episode and he certainly didn't attend the funeral does that have something to do with it I also back to the abusive relationship is that Carmi's relation to the bear. That's a little bit of a toxic relationship, really nailed home, I think, by the transition. But yeah, that's a, a lot of food for thought in just one scene. I thought that was a really well done job at night Carmi reads up on aa material before coming into work early to discuss a plum dessert he made at a restaurant once he notices marcus admiration of his past work that he has put up in his workstation for inspiration oh one more point i forgot to make about the abusive relationship is that or could that have anything to do with getting into the restaurant industry in itself. I've seen enough shows to know that the yelling and the screaming and the intensity and the stress, it is a high level intense environment. And to be attracted to that per that type of environment, those I've seen people who love to cook. And I've seen people who love to be in the kitchen we saw Carmiet, at where you literally have someone verbally abusing you. And telling you how insignificant and playing on every insecurity that you have in order to alleviate you to a better level? And is that a codependency that Carmi as a chef feels? That's my last point on that. Carmi tells Marcus about a sous chef that's been a year trying to come up with the correct consistency which is of a gummy bear that the chef wanted the sauce to taste like he accomplished it and he says you want to know how he did so and Sydney says with real fat proving she knows her shit but was she just trying to really show off in that moment like yeah no I I read up on this I followed this I think she is a huge admira admirer admirer there we go admirer of Carmi's culinary background so she probably has read up a lot following some of or even maybe this is just a culinary thing that could be that as well but either way she certainly was trying to impress her boss mark is just impressed with the story like oh man that sound uh sound fire like it's three it's plumb three ways i know it could be impressive But it sure shit doesn't sound it. She rejected help with obtaining things on high shelves. And at this point in the episode, I wondered, on Marcus's side, was he just trying to be chivalrous in a way to show that he kind of has a crush on Sydney? Because they do seem to get along. Or could it be that Sydney doesn't want to look weak in front of her, her mentor? So she wants to seem competent at all times and not ask for help when clearly... I mean, I know myself, I'm one of those people that very rarely ask for help if I can do it myself, but I've also learned, slowly learn, because I get it, Sid, I get it, that sometimes shit is just too heavy and I need that. Like, I mean, I be in Walmart all the time. That that would be the, my example. There'd be something high up on that shelf. I cannot reach. I will literally be standing up on the, trying to get to the things and I will do that until someone either volunteers, or I can't reach it. And I simply walk away. I am I'm still working on I'm I would be better if it was a work environment. But I'm still bad at that at just simply stopping a male and saying, Can you reach this? I am 5-3. I can't reach that all the way up there. <laughs> Carmi asks, to speak with Sydney in his office about the lunch service, that it's a shit show and needs to stop and change. However, interrupts their one-on-one to ask Ibram about why Michael didn't buy canned tomatoes in size 10. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Ibram's like, look, I don't understand anything your brother Michael did. And the more time goes by, the less I understand him. Besides, we don't use any tomatoes. So why does he order tomatoes? Carmi wants Sydney to run brigade. No, hell no. This is something they do in French restaurants. They assign a hierarchy. He convinces her. They need to change the chemistry. Once again, pulling from his AA. Despite a reluctance, she agrees as he will focus on drumming up the business. Richie shows up late to the team meeting only to scoff at the new blue aprons that he got for everyone that signify all of them and the idea of a brigade before he dips out. Later, bitch, get fucked. Richie said, no, thank you. And Tina co-signed to my fuck that shit. ma'am. what is it that you bring to the table? Do you need this job or what? I don't know why she has a consistent stank face. They need to do a lot more with me and Tina because I can't stand Tina right now. I have had to work with too many damn Tinas to put up with her nonsense. Every time I just want to slap her in the face or better yet, here's the door. You may walk through it and not return. (laughs) I, I just don't know how people can show up to a job that they do not own or run Thinking they have a choice in what they gonna do and say when it comes to company policy. Like, if we wearing these fucking aprons, guess what you doing? Wearing this fucking apron. Ibran said people have died in brigades, but Carmi reinforces, had reinforced, not Carmi. No, he did. And Sydney backed him up that kitchens normally function this way before he deferred to Sydney. Yeah. She looked like she would rather be anywhere but here, telling Tina to fuck off with that no English bullshit. I like the consistency of the phone ringing throughout. Carmi finally answers the phone and it is someone named Nico who clearly doesn't know Michael is deceased because asked for him by name. Carmi is thrown as the moment felt surreal. Because he even says uh, he's not here right now. Can I take a message? Who is this calling? It's Nico. He know where to find me. He got my shit. Richie comes in. He agrees to handle the situation. He looked really, really fucking nervous too. So what is it that Michael did that Richie knows about? That they clearly do not want Carmi to find out and considering they mentioned in the previous episode, how he was always sheltered. And when I look around, it's like the most ghetto place I can think of. How is this place still in business? How are we getting the money? Where did Michael put all that? Well, now that we know he got a problem, uh, with alcohol, what could he have developed an additional drug problem? Carmi does have a full-blown panic attack and that is the reason why he ran out and left the business in Sid's hands but she was not ready for that position. She was trying to sell everyone on the idea that a brigade will make things run smoother and then there's the boss just a whirlwind of chaos. Marcus has some ideas regarding the bread that she rocks with. He also wants to make cake, serve it with ice cream, charge $6. And uh, she's willing to give him that. He likes his new title too. Tina walked up to both, was it Angel and Marcus saying, you both look like you joined a new cult. They said, thank you. Sydney, once again, struggles to find comfort in her new authoritative position. But Tina does what she wants, when she wants, and the boys can't listen for shit even though they are much kinder to her they understand she is their boss but when she says behind and you don't move because you're too caught up in your own conversation that can be very frustrating after stabbing her finger on a box cutter and ignoring tina's mother hinting tina gets upset about it and decides to turn up the temperature on her vegetables god motherfucking damn i'm tired of niggas god damn it i'm tired of niggas on the way back into the restaurant carmy sees richie handing something over to nico before telling nico he dropped something when carmichael comes to check on things in the kitchen tina throws sydney under the bus about the onions saying that uh she burnt it with carmy hearing what happened but demanding that sydney take control Cindy gets defensive about her own skills like I know how to make this stock so she goes back to chopping onions angrily before doing a walkthrough full of nothing but disappointment it's like you pissed off at me if you're happy with what you did then that's fine by me I guess staff hazing is normal I will say when Tina whistled, catch me outside how about that She has to know that Tina was behind that though. I would have called that immediately. Like who's really got it out for me enough to sabotage. Richie coming in just to put in his two cents that it's too low. No shit Richie. Where where have you been and what the fuck you do. She told was an angel. I appreciate you taking all this energy to wipe down this counter. And staring out into nowhere. But I'm gonna need you to actually do your job. And also take care of that floor because it looks disgusting. Marcus, who has tried to be supportive, goes into the, the walk-in cooler, offers to, to help her get down a heavy object. She get, he gets the dressing down. And when she realizes that because of her injury, she cannot grasp it properly, she still doesn't call for help, but allows it to fall. He walked in and saw her face and immediately just started helping her clean it up. Telling her that, you know, keep at it. It's fine. Everyone eventually breaks. Carmi can't understand his brother's financial choices and the number he calls back is disconnected. I did laugh when Ibram was so happy he kept saying his title. As he made family meal. And when she finally tasted, she was like, Oh, that is disgusting. He's like, You betrayed me. Despite Marcus alerting her to family meal, she dis- she decides to skip it. And I don't blame her. I'm like, I can't look at any of y'all right now. <laughs> y'all stole my onions, had me looking around for it. She goes to Carmi, feels once again like she's been made a fool of. And uh she decides to take five. And the back away from everywhere. Until Carmichael finally joins her. Because he knows that something is up. Because it is a little bit more agitated than normal. It's the same with her and Richie. Where he kept saying chef. And I mean he gives her. Like the. uh What's the word I'm looking for. Because they do a lot with those moments. Where it is it's kind of like. I understand you're frustrated, but come back to it. You got this. I have faith in you. Take care of it. He explains that he does hold her to a higher standard and that she does have to take orders from her boss, which she doesn't have a problem with. But she feels like a he didn't listen to her about the brigade. And if they're supposed to be working together and doing things together, you should at least least listen to me, even if you just disagree listen then you dumped all of this shit on me and literally left out the door you kind of left no actually you left then you came back you came down hard on her and everyone here acts like trash so of course you're gonna feel less than when everyone else who's trash gets away with everything and anything under the sun and yet here you didn't make a mistake you told someone else to do it you're telling your boss Hey, she's not listening to me. And he's like, well, that's part of why I put you in charge, though. Because you have to, I believe you can put that, that order that we need. And you're going to have to handle these people in your own way. Like, you can't look for me to do that. So I got that part on his. But I also got on hers majority of this was some bullshit. my day was not great. Not at all. After she asked him first, like, how was your day It was a mess? Oh, I was brigade. It's a fucking mess. She believes she can make a difference. And why she chose to work here is because she can stand out instead of working on any other line or God forbid brunch making shit that she doesn't feel anything about. So she offers For both of them to succeed in their shared goal, they need to be able to communicate better. Which Carmi agrees to. He listens to everything that she's saying and admits that he went to AA meeting as his brother was an alcoholic. I laughed when Sydney said, chef, I think that's too personal. And then she's like, I'm just fucking with you. I think that them being able to lean on each other and not him just leaning on her is a healthy boundary that I'm glad that a as a black woman, Sydney was given the space to express herself, right? With him going out to her and finding her because black women have a tendency to bury our emotions. We do and be that strong rock and keep doing what needs to be done. Ignoring our own emotional turmoil. But Carmichael reached out and found her to address these emotions just between them, as they are two senior members of this restaurant team. At least Carmichael has an ownership stake. She's someone who is new, who is younger than everyone who's working here and is put into a position where resentment is going to fall her way. And if you're going to do that, I at least need you to be here to carry that burden because we need to share them. I'm glad that she was able to find the words to express her frustrations in a way that she can't with the new hierarchy and that Carmichael actually listened and agreed and even disagreed. It it was a good scene between them. And the fact that she didn't even look him in the eye, that felt very authentic because no one... Ever has the serious conversation oh, some people can I, I i can't have a conversation be deeply looking up into your eyeballs as i'm criticizing you carmichael misses calls from us his- oh they both uh in the bond of talking about how the night service is just going to be atrocious carmy misses calls from his sister sugar and we find out his reasoning for going to aa and his unable his insomnia Is that it was Michael's birthday. And the episode ends with Carmichael going to the beach. Instead of going to speak with his sister about that. I wonder if we will get more of their relationship. But I'm really into this show. Only three episodes in. I think it's really well written. Really well acted. And it does have a very. A very brisk pace to it. But it allows moments for you to enjoy the fact that this is a business and it's one that involves cooking because there was a cooking montage and the whole time I was watching that meat. I mean, I don't know if you're one of those people who can watch cooking shows, but I can, especially if they're particularly entertaining. So it's just nice to see just like, just enjoy some meat and some watching Sydney chop some vegetables, even though she had... 30 minutes she still managed to chop them vegetables in like 10 because she's that much of a badass so I'm curious to see what we are going to get going forward with Richie and what could possibly be the brother's secret with this business something's going on that feels fishy and criminal and I think that Carmichael is going to stumble upon it and I think Richie's going to try to make excuses for his brother but what does that really mean in the, in the long term because he's no longer here you can't confront him about his choices but how is that going to contextualize his relationship with now his inherited business from his brother and uh, maybe Richie going forward not sure if you want to send feedback once again, blockercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.